Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. What is going on, everybody? Eric Danner, Rachel Vigil, come at you for this week's WAC Podcast. Eric is in the WAC Digital Network studios, and I am at home. And Eric, we had basketball, conference basketball this past weekend. Some games were canceled, but there were still a lot of really good games. Yeah, it was a uh, quite a crazy week of basketball. Wound up having, as you mentioned, several uh, series canceled, and we have those back-to-backs now. And was really excited to watch our WAC Spotlight game on Friday, which is on ESPN Plus, and Utah Valley taking on California Baptist men's basketball in that one. And I would say, Rachel, that was one of the bigger surprises of the week in terms of Utah Valley took control and really never let go. We knew uh, both teams had done fairly well in, in the uh, non-conference. Utah Valley was two and five, but I've said on the podcast several times, I didn't think that was indicative of their record. And CBU had a lot of games canceled uh, right before they played Arizona, they were canceled. So I thought they would uh, match up a little closer to start with, but then uh, also uh, adding into that to uh, coach Rick Croy for CBU, he tested positive for COVID during the week and did not make the trip to uh, Utah Valley. So I don't know how that factored in uh, to the game, but uh, yeah, definitely a, a big win for Utah Valley. And then they follow that up the, the following night with another win. Yeah, and it was a fun game to watch. Actually, both of the games that we were able to watch over this weekend, too, with uh, GCU and Tarleton in there as well. I had, I enjoyed going back and forth because they were on at the exact same time. But, you know, it was just fun to be able to go back and you're watching two really good games and four <laughs> really great teams all together. It was, and uh, they were both on ESPN Plus on Friday, and then the Tarleton GCU game also on Saturday was on ESPN Plus. But uh, back to Utah Valley in that first game, it was a final of 77 to 50. So the defense for Utah Valley, really good in that one. And Fardaz Amak, who, who you've had on WAC All Access, we talked, to, or you talked to Mark Madsen on uh, Road to WAC Vegas about him last week had 14 rebounds in that game. And then there was a scuffle. He winds up uh, getting tossed out of the game along with an assistant coach and some trainers and, and a player for CBU. And fortunately that didn't escalate into something more than that, but he was well on his way to another 20 rebound game. He, he comes back the next night, 23 and 16. And, and he has really developed into one of the top players in the league. And now that Utah Valley seems to have all their pieces back together with Dawes Amak, with Evan Cole, with J.J. Overton, all seemingly healthy and, and now playing together. They, uh, they're they a really tough team to beat. But on that night number two, Rach, it was a much closer game, 81-77, to 77, the final score there. And that was kind of something we thought might happen with these back-to-backs is, is if you see it a big win one night, you know, the team that doesn't win, uh, they're going to come back with a lot of fire the next night. Yeah, that was something we were definitely looking at to see what was going to happen there. But I will give a lot of credit to Utah Valley. You know, they lose two of their assistant coaches, I believe, in that scuffle that were asked to leave in the way. Mark Madsen handled that, and he was just like, all right, like, get off the court. Let's keep this game moving because it was a really long delay. I thought the team did really well. And, you know, when that happens and you lose a big player like Dawson Mack, you expect them to kind of bounce back almost. But it seemed like they just kept their foot on the brake, even though they or foot on the gas, even though they did lose one of their biggest players. They did, and, and CBU, I, I thought that they did a good job attacking the basket once Dawes Amac was out, but the uh, the good news is if you're Utah Valley, you still have Evan Cole 
in the lineup uh, to protect the rim there, even when Dawes is out. So they, they still have a big man to protect the rim, and, and they really played well in that one and then came back the next night, much closer matchup, and they were able to win again. So they're 2-0 and to start the year. And, and the other series we had, the GCU, as you mentioned, against Tarleton, they start off 2-0, but those games – both of those games were very close throughout. GCU kind of pulled away at the end of the second game. They win the first one by three at Tarleton, which is uh, proving to be a tough place to play. But uh, again, it was a size differential, I think, Rachel, that uh, really gave GCU the, the nod in that one as Bjorn Mitgard, our whack uh, ticket smarter player of the week. Yes, he had a phenomenal game there as well. And I, I think you're right. I think that height really did help them there. And uh, we've talked a little bit to head coach Bryce Drew about that earlier. And, you know, that's something that they're looking at, but they're also just wanting to keep the ball moving at all times. Well, in Tarleton, uh, when we did the preseason preview with, uh, with all their folks, uh, that was one of the things about the Texans this year. They're probably the smallest team in the WAC this year in terms of height. And so when you have a seven-footer who can post up, and they tried to double-team Asbjorn, they, they, it's not like they were just letting him uh, wreak havoc. And he was able to put up some big numbers and averaged 18 and a half and 10 rebounds. He had five block shots in that second game, which tied the GCU division one record. And this is his second time being player of the week. And then Alessandro Lever, another big guy, six eleven. So GCU can definitely go with that tall lineup against a smaller team like Tarleton, but the Texans really did give them all they can handle. But, uh, Unfortunately for Tarleton fans, they come out 0-2 in conference play. Well, and then you look at the games ahead, Tarleton and CBU will play this weekend. So we'll look forward to seeing that matchup. And we'll talk about right. that on the road to back WAC Vegas later this week. And then the Aggies having their bye in conference play this week. So they do not have any games scheduled. We'll see if Christians can get something done there. And then Dixie will play UTRGV this weekend for their first round of conference play. It's it's so tough to get those games scheduled, and I know New Mexico State would love to have more than three games played right now. And they uh, they we'd love to see them play. They'd love to play. Their fans would love to see them play. So hopefully they can figure something out this week uh, to fill in for that uh, buy that they have. But uh, I'm sure that they would uh, take advantage of any chance they can get to play. Well, Eric, let's move on from men's basketball and let's talk a little bit about the women's team so far this season. Utah Valley at CBU, the Lancers go 10-0 so far in this season. They have been on fire. Yeah, they uh, they are looking like one of the best teams in recent memory in the WAC with uh, that 10-0 record. They play Utah Valley, the team picked to win the conference by the coaches in back-to-back -back games. They really blow them out that first game. And then in the second game was a bit closer, but CBU again comes out with the victory. Brittany Thomas is our whack ticket smarter player of the week in that first game. Uh, and, and we were texting back and forth, Rachel, because it was a day game on Friday and they, they just came out. I forget what, how many points in a row CBU scored, but it was 11, nothing, 13, nothing, something like that right out of the gate. And Brittany Thomas had several buckets early. She winds up with 24 points in that game and just 18 minutes of action. And then she comes back and it's kind of a more of a team effort in that second game with several players scoring in double figures. But uh, boy, I tell you, Jared Olson and has got the team playing really well right now. And uh, good news. Uh, we're supposed to have Brittany Thomas on the road to whack Vegas this week. We are. I'm very excited to sit down and talk to her. You know, one of the things I've enjoyed watching about this Lancers team is 
it looks like they're having a lot of fun when they're playing. And, you know, when you watch teens have fun on the bench and they're hyped up, it makes it a lot more fun to watch it too. You know, I wish there were fans in the stands who could really cheer them on out there, but it's really great to see all of the team or all of their teammates really get pumped up and excited. So I'm excited to talk to Brittany about that too. And just what the rest of the season and, you know, handling kind of the pressure now that's on them now that they're undefeated still. Yeah. And, and going back to the men's side, I've noticed that with GCU this year, how the guys mm -hmm. are, are really high-fiving each other and really building each other up. And uh, one of the things that happened after that second win, uh, GCU against Tarleton, they got a, a visit from uh, Scott Drew. He drove down. He was uh, coaching at Baylor, the number two team in the nation. They were playing TCU in Dallas. And after their game ends, he makes the 90-minute uh, trip down to Stephenville to visit his brother and, and got to visit with him and was on their post-game radio show. So good to see Scott and Bryce able to reunite uh, for a little while there. And, and again, uh, just uh, good to see so many teams in the WAC uh, excited to play and lifting each other up. And when we did talk to Jared Olson here on the WAC podcast, Rachel, he was saying it, any game that they get to play is it, it's just a great thing this year. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Eric, I didn't even know that about uh, Bryce Drew and Scott Drew. So that's a really exciting story. A little tidbit. We'll definitely have to talk to uh, head coach Bryce Drew about that possibly before WAC Vegas gets started. But yeah, that's a really cool, fun little tidbit there. You're right. I think just any opportunity to play for any of these teams that they're just going to take it and enjoy every second that they can. Um, one team though, and we mentioned this on the road to WAC Vegas is the Dixie States women's program has opted out of the rest of the season and they will not be playing. Uh, Eric, any other news that you've heard out of the Dixie State program? Uh, just that there, you know, there was some uh, speculation, you know, perhaps is this going to cascade into other programs, other schools? Uh, as far as we know, uh, that it is not uh, the Dixie State men full steam ahead. Uh, they're they're playing uh, this year, whereas the the women, uh, with their situation, with what they had, they decided it was best for everybody to opt out the rest of the season. So, in terms of our men's schedule or women's schedule, we're in a similar boat. We have nine teams. So there was one team that was scheduled to have a bye each week. The men, uh, Chicago State opted out. So whoever's playing them gives them another bye. And then wh whoever plays Dixie State on the women's side also has a bye. So trying to fill in the holes is uh, going to be a challenge for the uh, schedule makers this year, Rachel. But I think uh, you, know, you look at Dixie State, a first-year program. They were not going to be able to go to the WAC tournament. Don't know if that had any bearing on, on their decision. But uh, as uh, Jason Booth said, this was uh, – the decision they had to make and that he knows it's tough for the coaches and players, but one they felt they had to do. And your heart really just does go out to all the coaches and players. And uh, we're obviously thinking about them and we'll be excited to see them next year here in the WAC. And Eric, WAC top play this week. We've got <laughs> lots more great plays. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it was tough sifting through them, but there was a play in that CBU Utah Valley game, even though CBU uh, did lose big in that one that, that I, was trying to think if I'd ever seen before Gorjak Gak getting three block shots in one possession on JJ Overton. You know, the, the leading scorer for Utah Valley puts up a shot and uh, Gorjak got a, a hand on it. And then he goes up again, gets another block, goes up again, gets another block. So a, a very uh, unusual play to see where somebody gets three blocks in a row like that. That's the one option. And then the other one is Nelson to Nelson. You want to watch that one, Rach, because our good friend Jonah Goldberg. Uh, takes it up an octave uh, on this uh, alley-oop dunk. Uh, and uh, it's always exciting to see, but it was uh, Doc Nelson throwing the alley-oop to Marek Nelson for uh, UTRGV, and that's the other option for a whack top play this week. 
Jonah is always a hoot to watch. I love being able to watch any of UTRGV's games just because you know you're going to get pure excitement out of Jonah every single time. And uh, WAC Volleyball, we have our preview coming out this week. There's a lot of exciting things coming for the WAC this week, Eric. There is, uh, you know, knock on wood, we're going to have some some even more exciting things uh, coming up later in the week that I'm sure everybody will hear about uh, after this uh, WAC podcast is over. But uh, it's it's very good time uh, for the Western Athletic Conference, Rachel. And yeah, you, you mentioned volleyball, the, the preseason previews coming out on Wednesday. And then uh, we have uh, men's soccer and women's soccer scheduled after that because those uh, sports should be starting up here just in a few weeks and uh, they were supposed to have been played in the fall, uh, trying to get a, a schedule together here in the, uh, it's technically winter right now, we're calling it a spring schedule, but uh, it's good to see those student athletes, coaches still get that opportunity to play. Absolutely. And I'm excited to watch them all on the WAC Digital Network here in a few short weeks. And that's going to do it for this episode of the WAC Podcast. Eric, as always, loves sitting down and talking some basketball. And we'll see what ends up happening this week. Lots, lots of big plans. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.